0: So you've been creating content for a long time. You've got blog posts, you have videos, you put it all on your website, and so what? That's what we're gonna talk about today. How to change the so what into your next great business opportunity. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I have introduced Danny Howe to join me in a conversation about creating marketing content that actually converts. Danny is a marketing and communication leader with experience in B2B and B2C, and currently leads marketing content and demand generation initiatives at Lumen 5, a video creator platform that allows anyone without a video editing background to create video. Danny, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Lorraine, for having me. I'm pretty excited to speak to you.
0: I'm really happy to have you. Okay, my first question. My content. I'm creating this because I want people to go, "Ooh, she's smart. I want to hire her. But that doesn't happen. What can I do? Where do I start? to improve my content so it actually converts visitors into prospects?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really great question to start. So I think um, I'm going to really spell out what the normal content creation process looks like for a lot of companies I've seen. So they might, you know, do a brainstorming of ideas. They might do a Google search. Hey, like what's actually coming up? What are the competitors writing about? And then, you know, they send it off to a writer where they take a shot in it themselves. And then they put it on our website and then boom. That's all they do. But I think um, what you kind of want to do is reverse engineer it and really try to understand who your target audience is. And I know this is like the oldest trick in the book and many other marketers say the same thing, but it's true. You need to truly understand uh, what your audience is actually looking for and whether your content is solving these pain points. So one easy way to do this is just to make sure you're recording the customer calls that you're having. And this works for both B2C and B2B. What is it that, you know, your customers are saying in their own words, um, what your service or product is solving for them? So that's one suggestion I would make. And if you're not currently having customer calls right now or you're not recording them, well, just try doing that. An easy way to do that with your customers is to saying like, hey, just to let you know this call is being recorded before you start it. And we're using this call not for, you know, public marketing marketing. Um, services or not, We're just using it so that we're able to create better content. And normally when you say that, what the magic is also that they might also give you better suggestions too while they're on the call. So that's really worked wonders for me.
0: I love those suggestions. I've always gone old school and told people, just go look in your email and look at the questions that are coming that way. But with modern technology and voice over IP and all of the Zoom calls that we're doing, The ability to record those snippets in real time, that's brilliant.
1: Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And you can use tools like Sonics.ai or Otter.ai and then even upload, you know, the conversation or the video in there and it will transcribe it for you. So you don't even have to like try to like listen in. Oh, what did this person say? You can actually read it and read the transcript and take things from there. So that's really like a hack that I love. Mm-hmm. And we do this very regularly at Lumen5 because we are a B2B company. So um, we listen to sales calls actually as a team to to discover like what insights are in there and what are some ideas from the content that we can take. And then also we combine it with some data too internally. So if you have like a B2B product, like this works really well, where what are some pieces of insight that only you or your company can offer to your audience? And that's really going to make your content stand out as well.
0: Again, I love that idea. We used to refer to that as content only you could create. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody can write about looking at websites or doing X, Y, or Z, but when you can put your unique spin on it, then that makes it more relevant. Okay, so I've upped my content game because that's a great place to start. I'm, I'm creating better, more interesting content that's answering customer questions. Now what? <laughs>
1: So I think when it comes to content, a lot of people still believe, you know, written content is the only way to go and is the only thing that matters. And I'm going to challenge you on that. If that's what you think, written content is definitely a really great foundation because you know, any marketer knows when you have good content on your website, it will help you with SEO will help with search and rankings and everything like that. But I think um, the way that people are consuming content nowadays are really changing too. And this goes back to understanding your audience. Like, what is it that your audience prefers in terms of format? It may actually not be written content, even though, you know, you should have written content still in your website. Make sure everything follows that. But um, just understanding that not everybody is down to read, let's say, like a thousand word essay or a thousand word article on your website. So I would try to, you know, diversify your content formats. And this is a really good way to also repurpose your written content and get more mileage from it. Because a lot of times, you know, you post the content on your blog or your website, share on social, and that's pretty much the end of it. Take that content, look at your subheadings. Maybe those can be, you know, follow up pieces of blog posts. If you're talking about written, maybe those can be infographics. Right. And, you know, slap on a headshot there from, you know, a customer, put a quote on there. Maybe it could be, you know, repurposed into a video and there's tools like Lumen5 where you can repurpose content really easily, but there's other tools out there. I don't want to just like, you know, talk about our product. Um, And there's so many things you can do now, like even repurposing it into a podcast, like what we're doing here, Lorraine. This podcast can also be turned into a written article for people that Mm -hmm. would prefer to read instead of like listening in. So I think um, one thing I would suggest for everybody listening today is just taking a look at your written content and exploring What formats can you repurpose this into? And that will unlock many
0: new channels for distribution. That is a great idea. You mentioned earlier the tool Otter, and it is one of my favorites because I know that some people are high auditory. They love to listen. Other people want to read. Other people are going to just want photographs. And so by taking that content and putting it in all those different formats, you're really tapping into the learning styles and the information gathering styles of pretty much anyone who's going to come to your website. They're going to find something that they can incorporate or use in their search for answers and information.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this also goes back to channels as well. Right. Um, Normally for companies, you're going to have, let's say, at least a Facebook page, maybe a Twitter. And if you're more B2B, um, you probably will have a LinkedIn page. So depending on like where your audience is hanging out, you might also want to change up the content formats to fit the channels that you're marketing Mm -hmm. towards. Because, you know, some of the blog posts are not really the best to share on, let's say, LinkedIn. Not everyone's going to click that and read the whole thing. But they might see, hey, that's a really interesting quote. And hey, you're asking me a question on what I think. I'm going to start having these conversations and these conversations can then once again, turn into insights to be even better content. Awesome. All right.
0: So I've got great content and I'm playing with different formats. Is there something else that I can do that encourages visitors to take that next step and use my content to move them through my sales funnel? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I would say um, think about like what type of content you're creating on what stage of the customer journey. So is this piece of content to educate somebody? Is this to inform that, hey, my product or service is the best in the industry? Or maybe it's just some sort of like a customer case study where you're saying here's actually the benefits of like an example of someone who's able to get those benefits. So where does that fall within you know your user journey? Where does that fall under your funnel? And then here's the thing that a lot of people forget, make sure you have a CTA that ties into your content. (laughs) And that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) A lot of times people have a CTA where it's very general, like, Hey, subscribe to the newsletter, which is a good start. But if you're able to start creating content processes, like creating systems, not just a one-off content piece, content pieces that tie into each other. That's how you really drive people
0: further down the funnel. Absolutely. 15 years ago, when you'd hear that little ding, you've got mail, you got excited. And now it's kind of like, oh God, there's something else in my (laughs) inbox. And so I always tell people that if they want people to sign up for their newsletter, they got to give them something Mm -hmm. that makes them say, oh, I got to have that. And your idea of creating CTAs that are relevant for the individual post, whether it's linking to more content or not a generic download, but like you said, something that's really relevant or tied in makes so much sense. Okay, well, Danny, one last tip?
1: Yeah, for sure. I would say you can also get really creative with the CTAs too. Like it never has to be anything super salesy especially for a lot of, you know, smaller businesses, they try to go for the kill really quickly. They try to say like, Hey, book a call with me or buy my product right now. And the reality is that people are, they see through that tactic. So I would say like, you know, have some fun with the CTA. Maybe you want to give people something, right? Like what's in it for them, something of value first before they decide to go with your solution. So I would say like, Think about, you know, running stuff like webinars, maybe something that's exclusive. Like, hey, if you subscribe to the newsletter, then you get this exclusive piece of content that we're not offering anybody else, only our subscribers. And that's a really good way for people to get value before they commit to something.
0: Wonderful advice. Danny. thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks so much for having me, Lorraine. I had so much fun. I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to check you out on LinkedIn, but also to take a look at Lumen5.com. There'll be a link in the show notes so people can learn more about this really cool video editing tool.
1: Thank you so much, Lorraine.
0: If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your small business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolbox.club. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words.